Chelsea and Schmo Show. I'm the Schmo. Partners got the Olympic gold medal. The champ champ, humble Henry, the king of cringe, Henry Cejudo. What's up, Eric? What's up, Schmo? Let's get this ball rolling, my brother. Let's get this ball rolling because it was such an amazing week. You know, a lot, lot to talk about. Let's get this ball rolling. You were on vacation the Four Seasons, Sarasota, Florida, enjoying the time, enjoying the matais. We saw you in the pool with Baby America. Looked like you were having a great time. Ah, oh, beautiful time. And there's nothing like going to Sarasota just with family, just trying to relax. Even though Sean O'Malley called me out five days later. Hey, out of September... I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm out here on vacation. I'm out here getting fat and happy. Anyways, good time with the family, Schmo. And uh, that's all, man. That's all there is to it. Excited. I came back to training uh, today and feeling good. We love to hear it, man. Let's open up with the gold medal movement. Over the weekend, UFC Long Island, the main event. Brian Ortega, Yair Rodriguez. A little uneventful how things ended. Pop the shoulder out. Yair wins by TKO. He couldn't continue on, Brian Ortega. So where does that leave everything in the featherweight division, Triple C? Uh, what do we do from here? Oh, uh, man, what I would want. Because honestly, I, I think if Brian would have beat Yair, I think there's not too many options for Volkanovski. So I think what they're going to end up doing is they're probably going to end up doing Volkanovski, Yair. Uh, for the interim belt, but I think I would love to slide in. I would love to slide in. I know the UFC is thinking about going out to Australia. There's nobody that would sell the fight as much as I would. This would be sometime at the beginning of the year. I mean, it would it would just suit me and fit me perfect if the UFC if the UFC gave me that opportunity, man. I'm, I'm just I'm just tired of. <laughs> I sound like a broken record, you know. Whichever route that I have to go through, whether I got to go to 35 at the end of the day, like. My, my overall goal is to go to 145 pounds and snatch that belt from Alexander. Triple C, the Schmo's job is to keep you in your lane as Humble Henry. But in this situation, Saturday evening could not have ended better for your case to fight Volkanovski. Because listen, Yair Rodriguez winning was the best case scenario for you because Brian Ortega, he already got the title shot. He got the title shot against Max Holloway. He got the title shot against Volkanovski. And that just happened over in the fall. So Yair Rodriguez wins, but he doesn't win. And with this explanation mark, there's a little bit of confusion there. The elephant in the room in the featherweight division is a guy by the name of Josh Emmett, who's on a five-fight winning streak. But let's be real. He doesn't get the same draw to fight Volkanovski as you would, Henry Cejudo. Can you imagine Triple C heading over across the pond, beginning of the year, to fight Alexander Volkanovski? Because we got TJ Dillashaw likely fighting Aljamain Sterling, now is the time to perfectly insert your name as Volkanovski wants it. The Schmo went over to your manager's house, Ali Abdalaziz, following the UFC Long Island card. He said the same thing. Volkanovski, as the champion, doing what he does, the ball's in his court to decide. If Volkanovski wants you, Triple C, and wants you in Australia, that's the fight. Of course, Schmo, of course, man. This is, the, this is, this is why I talked, this is why I even stopped at smack talking. And you guys, you guys saw the video. I don't know if you want to roll the clip there. He says, Henry, I respect you too. You know I respect you too. I just want to know how far that I can take it. And I respect this. The only reason why I want to challenge you. Well, let, let's be real. I need, I, need some, I need some challenges. So I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I, I understand your distance game. And I respect your IQ. And I hope you respect mine. I think we can make something happen. I respect you before the cameras. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> He knows how good I am. I know how good he is. This, this is, this is 
two guys in their primes. And God, Shmo, I've been I've been working with guys like Demetrius, John Jones, Wade Lee, Davis Figueredo. Like the list goes on. Like, dude, just my knowledge and my expertise and the way I train, the way I view things now is completely different. So I, I really do think that taking me to Australia, to his backyard, and I believe this could be the biggest event in UFC history. I believe there could be 80,000 people if they pick Triple C to go out there because everybody wants to see the king of cringe lose. And my case is there. Olympic champion, flyweight champion, bantamweight champion of the world, the Triple C. No one's ever done it. The first and only uh, Olympic champ, UFC champ, and then the first and only uh, Olympic champ and double champ. So it's Volkanovski, if you want some of this, dude, you already know, man. Call Hunter, call Dana. Let's get the ball rolling. And you win that fight. He gets the rematch right back in the United States of America. You get two no, fights out of it. Honestly, I, I beat him. I'd like to. I'd like to fight him again in Australia. <laughs> you know, just to just yeah, why not, dude? You know, I think the crowd, the atmosphere. I love being the underdog. This is this is when I strive, schmo. I strive when you know when when people don't believe that I could do something. And uh, I showed at the Olympics. I showed it against Demetrius Johnson. I showed it for you know being the underdog with Marlon Moraes for my second belt. That's that's where I strive, Shimon. I don't care how big and, uh, you know, if he weighed 200 and some pounds and when he was doing rugby, it doesn't matter because when we both get on that scale, my IQ, my experience is the difference in that fight. So I hope that Dana White and, and Hunter and everybody, they're able to come together and, and give me the opportunity to make history, man, you know. You heard it here, folks. Right here first on the Triple C and Schmo Show. If Triple C gets the shot, twice you would be willing to fight him in Australia. Why not, dude? Why not? I'd give him a rematch. My plan is to defend my title, you know, my like I had before. And I'm I'm a conqueror, schmo. I love to conquer things, and I love to, I love to just, uh, I love to conquer things, and then and then be off, and then conquer something else. I've never conquered the 145 pound weight division. I like to conquer it, defend it like I did my flat on my bantam weight, and then take it from there. And let's let's see what else is next for me. We love to hear it, but let the schmo ask you about your friend, your buddy, Yair Rodriguez. You've trained with this man before. Do you believe he's worthy enough to get the featherweight shot, or would you like to see him rerun it back with Ortega? Did you feel unsatisfied by that main event? Um, Yair won because Yair was a person that caused him to dislocate his shoulder because the way he had him clamped. You know, that's maybe that a win is a win, man. You know what I mean? So... Of course, man. Like, Yair is the toughest matchup other than myself for Volkanovski because of his length and his kicks and if he's able to fight tactically. So, man, I wouldn't be bad, man, because I, I really do love Yair, man. Like, he's, he's such a good human, and uh, he's been in this game for such a long time. Um, you know, and obviously I think of myself too, but if, if Yair does get the title shot, man, I'm, you know, I'm just going to have to go another route, and, and I'm okay with that because sometimes I think things are meant to be, but... What I would really want is I would really like a crack at this dude because I'm not here to shake his hand. I'm not here to freaking play. Eh, you know, we're friends. I'm not going to do that, man. I'm here to rip his damn head off. I'm here to disrespect him. I'm here to show to the world, dude, that I that I can become the first three-division champion in UFC history. And that's all I want, Shmoz. That's I just want the opportunity, man. So at the end of the day, man, it's all about what Alexander wants. If Alexander is able to say, okay, give me triple C, the fight is done. Or if Dana and, and Hunter are able to present him with something that they're going to like, then then it's done. But I sound like a broken record, Schmo, but, you know, that, that, these are just facts, dude. 
The best thing you did to push yourself for that Volkanovski fight was greeting him backstage after he beat Max Holloway in the trilogy the other week here in Las Vegas. That was authentic. We saw the mutual respect between the two of you. Hopefully some action action can be made after that. The schmo also feels for Brian Ortega. This is going to be his third shoulder surgery in his career. He's only, what, 30, 31 years old? We'd like to see a man. This guy is a killer. He's got some of the best jiu-jitsu, maybe in the featherweight division. And uh, we feel for Brian Ortega. Let's move on to the silver medal moment. Oh, but, real quick, but, but real quick, just to add up, that is a victory for Yair. So if the, if, yeah. if the UFC decides to give it to Yair, I'm not mad at that either. As much as I want that title shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it is a victory whether you guys, oh, well, they got to run it back. I mean, they could run it back. But Yair did beat him. The Schmo would like to see him run it back if one of them is holding the gold strap. That's where the Schmo thinks it would be worthwhile. Don't need to see it here. I mean, maybe you do it again, but I don't think you need to make it a main event. Maybe it's on the main card of a pay-per-view. Maybe do that if there's no belt on the line, but the Schmo would like to see that fight again if a belt is on the line. Let's move on to the silver medal moment. Let's talk about the guy. The Schmo's wearing a shirt. Represent Nathan Diaz. Nate Diaz. A lot of barbing back and forth. The Schmoes just can do a spin around here. It's Nate Diaz. Got to show the respect right here. <laughs> that's sick, dude. He, he, did, he give, did he give that to you? He gave it to the, the Schmoes. Oh, Shout out oh, to that's him. That's awesome, dude. We, we love awesome. it. We got we to represent. We knew we we're talking about Nate Diaz today. So guess what? We got to wear the shirt. He says he hasn't been offered a fight this year. Dana White saying otherwise in the post-fight press conference, UFC Long Island. What is the resolution with this thing between Nate Diaz and the UFC? What do you think, Triple C? We talked about this already. Yeah, I think that I think they I think Nate Diaz kind of spilled the beans. What they want, they want that Connor fight because I know that that that's they want. They're after the pay, they're after the money, the pay per view points, and things of that nature. But I think uh, it seems like to, with guys like those guys, they're just like the money doesn't doesn't mean that much to them. Khabib, Nate Diaz, because they have all that. He wants his release because he wants to, he wants to be an entrepreneur. He wants to start making money because he's starting to see what the outside kind of carries in other than the UFC. And I think Nate Diaz has that name where he's going to get a bunch of pay-per-view buys, especially if he does fight a Jake Paul. You see what I'm saying? But I'm not even sure Jake Paul could get rid of, uh, will get past uh, Raheem, you know? Haseem Raheem. Uh, I don't know. Am I saying it right? Rockman Jr. The Schmo yeah, was Rockman actually Jr. at that press conference the other day in New York. We could talk about that. Yeah, but I'm not sure if he's gonna get past him, and if he doesn't get past him, that just that that spoils a lot of uh, a lot of what Nate wants, you know. But sure. I I would like to see Nate against uh, against a Tony Ferguson. I think they're two exciting guys, two Kelly guys, two dudes with different personalities. I think that's the fight to make. I I, I don't I don't think Nate wants to fight Connor. I think he wants to leave on top after fighting Connor. Even Aporia Aporia doesn't want to fight Connor either. He's just like nah, he talks too much shit. I don't even know if money's enough for me to fight this dude again. Like, you well, know what I mean? Yeah. Khabib, the same thing, if you think about it, Shmo. Khabib is the exact same thing. Because it's almost like when you get a bad taste in your mouth, it's almost like you don't you don't want to try or taste that anymore. Well, the Shmo was looking at the bet online future odds just to see what they had Nate Diaz and his future opponents. They got Dustin Poirier. They got Nate as plus 350 money. Poirier's minus 450 if that fight happens. And then Nate Diaz, Tony Ferguson. Nate Diaz plus 120 to Tony Ferguson minus 140 on bet online. Interesting enough, 
I didn't see Conor McGregor Nate Diaz on here. And I think that's what the holdup is. You nailed it, Triple C. We talked about this before. The UFC was not going to book Nate Diaz until Jake Paul has his next boxing match. It's August 6th against Hasim Rahman Jr. And like you said, Nate Diaz, does he box Jake Paul? Jake Paul needs to get through Rahman Jr., but Nate Diaz needs a fight. The Schmo thinks... The UFC is waiting for Conor McGregor to get cleared because if Nate Diaz is going to fight one more time left in his UFC contract, they're not going to let the opportunity for the trilogy with him and Conor McGregor sail by. They're well, not going to let it happen. Well, if I was a Nate, if I was a Nate Diaz's shoes, is I, I just do a one-off. I talk to the UFC. It's like, hey, let me beat up on Jake Paul if he they does won't. win. They won't. But, but, but. We have to we have to play the role because this could be mega money, especially if the UFC is backing it and they're able to kind of kind of go the boxing route. Remember, it's all about the money at the end of the day, Schmo. This is what I would recommend him. I would shoot out there, meet with Dana, and then and then and then and then after that fight, fight Conor McGregor, and then maybe have like an extended contract for like three more fights. You know what I'm saying? But make make a little more money because who else is Nate Diaz going to fight that's going to bring in money? Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it just, I, I think that's the way I would work if I was in his position. I do love the opportunity for him to fight Tony Ferguson. That'd be a great fight. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, why not? But to your point, though, I don't see how Dana White would work with Steven Espinoza and Jake Paul. As Jake Paul is doing his boxing under the Showtime umbrella, I don't see Dana White and the UFC working with them as partners in that type of sense. If he were to do a one-off, if they were to allow it, they would have to do this independently. Dana White would have to be as serving as a promoter, at least on behalf of Nate Diaz. He'd have to get a share of it, and that's the way the boxing would work out. Only way it would work out as long as Nate Diaz is still under contract by the UFC. But it's literally a game of chicken right here. Who said what? Who's doing what? It's just super, super weird that Nate Diaz isn't getting a fight. And the only reason why that would make sense is because they're waiting for Connor. It would be the only thing at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know who. The, I mean, I, I imagine it's like Dana didn't want to answer a lot of those questions that they're asking him. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I think he still wants to keep that relationship with, with Nate. But I don't know. That that's that's not my drama, Shmo. So let's 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 get the bar rolling. Yeah, that's right. Let's move on because uh, we can be dancing with the same topic over and over again. Let's go to the bronze medal moment. Let's head to this week. Let's do a little preview. UFC's back after four months to London for another fight night. What are you most looking forward to? UFC London. Are you buying into the baddie hype, Patty the Baddie Pimblet? <laughs> not really. I like him, dude. I had a chance to hang out with him and. Uh... And Molly, is it Molly? Yeah. Molly, meatball Molly McCann. Yeah, yeah, the meatballs, mom, get the meatballs. Anyways, it seemed like cool. It seemed like cool ass people, man. Like if I was to be drunk and want to party, like for one good night, they would they would be the people that I would. Man, they were spilling all kinds of beer on us <laughs> from the back, but we get it, man. Anyways. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I think he needs to fight the Spaniard, man. That's the fight that I would like to see because I think Patty the Batty has a lot of experience. He has more fights than I do, but I think I like to see. Uh, I like. I, I'm curious to see the heavyweight. You know, everybody talks highly of him, and we'll see. We'll see how good he really is. He's talking about he he has the ability to compete with John Jones. So I don't know, Schmo. That's so, that's my two takes on the whole card. So real quick, when you say the Spaniard, are you talking about Ilya Taporia? Yeah. The backstage hand yeah. sanitizer incident? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ilya, who fights at 145, to go up to 155 to fight Patty. Of course, we'd like to see that. That'll be there. 
there'll be intrigue there all the time. And the heavyweight you're talking about, you're talking about Tommy Aspinall, Tom Aspinall, Aspinall, Tommy Aspinall. Yeah, Aspinall. I, I, I don't know too much about him, Shmo, but I'm kind of curious. I know he's very agile from watching his highlights, so I'm curious to see him fight this weekend. He has the speed. At the heavyweight division. You want to talk about these new hybrid fighters at the heavyweight division. You know when John Jones bulking up the heavyweight. Getting up to 250 pounds. The advantage he'd have over these guys is the speed. Well he wouldn't have that over Tommy Aspinall. Aspinall has been grooved from the onset. This guy's been sparring with the Furies. Tyson Fury's been a sparring partner. He gets in there. He's got the hands of a boxer. And his father, world-renowned jiu-jitsu player. Teaching Tom from a young age. Tom Aspinall could beat you in all aspects of the game. But if you notice in his last fight against Volkov, he was beating him to the punch in every step of the way. His quickness, and that's the advantage he has. This Curtis Blades fight's really intriguing because Curtis Blades, in his last outing in Columbus, he got the explanation mark by winning with his hands, and everyone knows he's there to wrestle. If Aspinall can stuff the takedowns, keep this fight standing, yet even submit him, Aspinall, real deal, Title contender in the heavyweight division with a victory. Schmo can cement that in writing right now. Yeah, Schmo, I, I don't know, Schmo. You, you got you got the likes of John Jones. <laughs> Unless John Jones retires, I'll probably believe you. But I mean, it's it's possible that he could become a very he, he could become a contender. But then I don't ha I don't need to see him fight to know that he's fighting a great wrestler like a John Jones. And he's got to worry about Curtis Blades too, Max. Remember, Curtis Blades comes from a wrestling background, and that's going to say a lot. Totally will. And now let's get back to Patty the Batty, because there's a lot of good prop bets right there with Bet Online here. Is this thing going to go beyond the first round? Is this thing going to go to the distance <laughs> and whatnot? Jordan Levitt, the Monkey King, promised the Schmo this is going to be a very awkward fight. We just had him on the Schmo Zone podcast. We got his reaction to when he got booked to Patty the baddie Pimlet weeks ago if he wins he's going to torque over his body in front of all the audience there in the o2 arena this guy goes crazy man he gets to lift <laughs> off like in the 16 candles movie or dirty dancing this guy is not afraid to express himself and so does patty the baddie listen patty the baddie his way of victory here is to get on top of him is to smother him to lay on him to do the ground and pound to submit him because I think none of these guys had the advantage on the feet. I think both these guys are great on the ground. It's going to be who is going to be on top of who. And if Patty is on top of Jordan and he smothers him and he could just beat him with ground upon, that's the key to victory. But the Schmo thinks this thing will be going the distance. If you were to guess, the Schmo thinks the winner will take this thing to the distance. Now, if we go to bet online, if we look at what these points are, let's just see what this is. Uh, round two, round three, what method of significant strikes land? They got takedowns everywhere, round betting. Patty in round three, the distance. Okay, here he is. Patty minus 260, the distance. Jordan Levitt plus 200. There it is. BetOnline.ag. Wow. Damn. Okay. Man, there's a lot of betting going on for things like that. Man, that, that's, that's what happens when you're a public figure. People will bet certain things, and this is how you generate money and cash and a lot of people will probably watch your fight a little bit more it's a trip 100 percent. uh but want to say this too in the co-main event you got the action man uh chris curtis stepping in short notice replacing darren till 
right there in the co-main against Jack Hermanson. If this is a big fight for Chris Curtis because he wins, he takes the number, he's in the top 10. He's been adamant about getting the chance. This guy was the Schmoes breakthrough fighter of the year in 2021. This guy's right there in the top 10 with a victory. You saw how many takedowns did he stuff? 20 takedowns in his last fight. This guy, Chris Curtis, the real deal. And by the way, Darren Till said he'll be in his corner. Uh, for this fight, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that's funny. Ah, oh, man, Chris Curtis is a real deal, man. He he's a dark horse. I'm a fan of him. I remember I remember watching him on the Contenders. Uh, was it the Contenders? Yeah, the Contenders. Watching him to, to see if he can get into the, uh, uh, you know, trying to get into the UFC. Now they didn't pick him that day, but I was super impressed, man, defensively. And then I saw his last fight with with Rodolfo. This dude's striking is no joke, and he's not afraid to exchange. If Jack Hermanson cannot take this dude down, Jack's in trouble. Yes. Jack's in trouble with this because this dude is this dude can he can punch, he can kick, he'll take chances, and a guy like that is is dangerous. Hundred percent agree with you. Now let's go on to the Schmoes Schmoment of the week. You gotta give it to Danger Match now, the flyweight division. Triple C, what do you know about the flyweight division in the UFC? A big shout out to uh, you know to to Matt Danger man to Matt Schnell he's uh, he's 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 a big reason like he helped me for the whole TJ fight like he literally came out like Matt Schnell thank you man I'm ha I'm pr I'm happy for you I'm proud of you he put on a hell of a fight man and that was just like you know you're looking at maybe possibly the comeback of the year so far and I think uh, he anyways what I want to say about Matt Schnell is he's the big reason why the flyweight division staying. So just by the simple fact that he beat him, but he also helped me, and he came out for two months to mimic T.J. Dillashaw, like it was just it was just absolutely perfect. So all you flyweights, you guys all respect Matt Schnell because he's putting your name on the mat. Suma Jerry, no joke, was winning that fight. Matt Schnell, blood everywhere, comes back and wins the fight. Unbelievable performance. The flyweight division, super exciting. It reminded me of a Brandon Raw Dog Roy Vell type performance, and that was the last fight match now had. He lost to Roy Vell. Roy Vell's the type of guy in that division to come back from behind and get the victories. It's exciting for the flyweight division. We have that interim title fight coming up in Dallas between Kai Car France and Brandon Moreno. Man, it's a good time to be a flyweight Triple C. A lot better time to be a flyweight now than, let's say, when you were competing in the division. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think these guys are starting to catch wind. You know, we still need more personas at Flyway, but at the end of the day, like, you know, you got Moreno's doing a great job. Davison with his character. You know, Kai Kara France is starting to be a little more talkative. The Flyway, Div the Flyway division is sizzling, and the Flyway division ain't dying. It is multiplying, people. There it is in Triple C. What is your name? I am Triple C. I am the Schmo. We will deliver. Make sure you tune in wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe, download, wherever it may be. We are. Ah.